you need to look at your look at yourself um, and what you're doing. I've been in this business 25 years. It's always been challenging to get really good people. I don't think that ever changes. the The question is when you have someone who's either developed but has the potential, and that's more like what we're working with today, who has the potential to develop into be something special for a role that you have. And that's the difference between the really great operators and marginal operators. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by Bob Anderson. He has got 20 years in the restaurant industry. He's owned, developed, operated multi-unit uh, restaurants as a franchisee, area developer, master franchisee, president, CEO, working with brands like Twin Peaks, Muya Burgers, Boston Pizza, Sunny Street Cafe, United Franchise Group, and now president of the Great Greek Grill. Bob, thanks for joining us today, man. Great to be here, Zach. Thank you very much for such an energetic uh, and enthusiastic intro. Well, it's easy when you've done some really cool things, worked in some cool places, done a, and done a lot. And the brands that you've worked with are just, um, you know, looking back at some of the rewards, awards that you've won, man, you've, you've really crushed it in the restaurant industry. And I, before we dive into that, one thing I'd love to uh, do is like, what, what does the president of the Great Greek Grill do? Well, I mean, that's a really good question. And I think, uh, you know, for me, every uh, day my feet hit the ground, there's always uh, something new and exciting that arises. But really, it's building our team and putting our people in the right place so they can have success and really driving um, support and leadership to our operators. Because at the end of the day, it's the operators in the restaurant and their frontline teams. They're the ones who really make um, our business happen. Uh, and the restaurant business in general. So we focus all our energy um, into that. And uh, we do a lot of collaboration, a lot of talking. And uh, sometimes we're celebrating. Sometimes we're rolling up our sleeves and uh, attacking challenges. So every day is a, a new adventure. But every day I'm as excited about the brand um, as the day before. And it's really exciting time to be here at the Great Greek. Yeah, because you guys are doing some great stuff, and you're you've really uh, reinvigorated the brand when it comes to the technology and the experience. And I want to dive into there's three principles that you know from from what I've been reading about you from our previous conversations. You know, there's three principles that seem like you've come out and said this is what has made me successful. Here, here is the recipe for you know the pancakes that Bob makes. And, uh, you know, it's not like a secret recipe. You're, you're happy to share it, but let's dive into those three ingredients. And I think the first one I think is super interesting, engage great people. Tell us what that means. Well, you know, I grew up playing football, right? So anyone who's, who's played a, a team sport can uh, directly correlate it to the restaurant business. And to have success, you have to have a team and everyone has to play a role and everyone has to be focused 
um, on the same goals and aligned on the same goals. And that's that's really delivering a great experience um, to the to the guest. And so uh, it all starts with the people. I didn't invent that. I was fortunate enough to work with some really great people, as you'd mentioned, Jim Tree Living's legendary at Boston Pizza, worked with Randy DeWitt, Jack Gibbons, you know, the front burner group. So, you know, I was paying attention, you know, all those years and uh, it's really helped form that foundation. And one thing that those people did, they always surround themselves with really good people. So how, how do you find them though? I mean, right now, Bob, it's so hard to find good people, right? I mean, it's the number one issue as in, in every restaurant survey in terms of what's the most challenging thing you're facing right now. And it's about finding and maintaining and keeping those people. What, what, what do you, what do you recommend to those who are struggling with it? Yeah. I, I, I love that question. And, and my recommendation is, is a little self-facing is you need to look at your, look at yourself um, and what you're doing. I've been in this business 25 years. It's always been challenging to get really good people. I don't think that ever changes. The The question is when you have someone who's either developed but has the potential, and that's more like what we're working with today, who has the potential to develop into be something special for a role that you have. And that's the difference between the really great operators and marginal operators. They see something, someone, they see a DNA trait or characteristic, and then they develop it, right? Chick-fil-A didn't get all the people to hire, okay? They get enthusiastic people who show up for work and they train them to deliver the output they want. So, you know, for me, it's more self-facing for the operator. It's how do you, what are the specific characteristics you're looking for at a specific position? And then how do you nurture that? How do you develop that? How do you bring out the best of that? And that's where operators uh, could have the most most success. It's always going to be hard to find good people. So 70 to 80% turnover for managers, 120, 130% for hourly workers. What's the what's the spark? What's like the characteristic you look for in a manager? Because obviously, you know, when you get a good manager in a restaurant, it changes the game, right? What what is the thing that you look for? If you were to boil it down to like that look for that spark in a manager. Yeah, one is, you know, is attitude in the sense that um, do they connect? Do they Are they able to connect with me? Meaning, can they connect with the guests? And so do they have an enthusiastic attitude that's infectious to a guest? I think of someone coming into a restaurant or having an interaction with a manager is like someone walking into my house. I mean, it's that basic. I haven't seen a family member for a long time. I feel like I want to give them a big hey and a hug. You need that kind of infectious enthusiasm. Those are the managers um, who seem to excel the most in in the systems that I've been in. Um, and then the other prerequisite is they show up. You know, they show up every day. Everyone has challenges in their personal life, and can they leave them at the door when they close that door? And and that's another trait that I think is overlooked for many managers that they're able to turn off the outside world and really get focused and engaged in what's happening in the restaurant, whether it's their frontline team or it's their guest, it's dealing with a vendor or it's dealing with ownership, all those types of things. So, uh, and again, you have to nurture and develop that manager too. As, as, as leaders, we have to give them space, uh, safe space to be able to voice opinion, um, to, to collaborate, and do all those types of things as well. So that's, I think, a really important part of that equation. Yeah, it's like, you know, and I think the flip the flip side goes really well because obviously a person is a whole person, right? And it's easy because 
we're so segmented to see people at work when we're at work. And, uh, but you know, it's a whole person. So I think part of the, part of it too, is not just leaving the challenges, your personal challenges at the door when you walk into work, but leaving your work challenges at work when you walk at home and respecting those boundaries. And that, that way you can, you can help someone get more fulfilled when you're not constantly texting them uh, about work when they're at home relaxing, right? Like give them that time. hundred percent. I mean, it's balance, right? You have to give yeah. balance and there has to be an understanding, you know, in the restaurant business, sometimes everything has to stop and whatever you have to get to the restaurant. Some has to be taken care of. That happens when those things aren't happening. You do have to, again, it goes back to being a good leader owner uh, is giving them the space to have their personal life, but having high expectations when they cross the line and and being aligned on what those expectation expectations are. I mean, it's just um, it's it's really critical, and and for the long term of a relationship, that becomes more important, right? We've all had the managers and seen the managers who start off and they were great, and everyone thought they were great, and then boom, they dive, right? They're divers. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. Something happened that they could not maintain that level of excitement or enthusiasm. Sometimes it's them, but sometimes it's environment. So I would just say if you're an operator and that's consistently happened to you, you need to self-face and look at your environment. Well, and one of the things that's really interesting, I was just reading this morning, James Clear Atomic Habits, and I'm at that uh, point where he's talking around the truly great can get through the boredom, right? Because at some point when you get up there and you do another bench press, for example, like it's boring, you know, sure. You get those gains right in the beginning. It's a lot of excitement and everything, but then what do you do when that excitement wears off? What do you do when it becomes more monotonous? And I think that's one of the things that's great about the restaurant industry, which leads me to your second point, which is nurture. Your second principle is nurture a great experience brand culture. And when you see someone smile, when you're able to get someone to be like, wow, yeah, I really had a good experience. Like, thank you. Um, it, it rejuvenates you, right? So talk to me a little bit about what, what does that mean to nurture a great experience brand culture? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, like, that's, the, that's the big challenge, right? That we're all after. We're taking all these people from all different environments. We're putting them together and we're asking them to, to create an environment um, that's relatively the same, right? And so yeah. doing so is I find the most important thing is having clarity in what that vision is, right? And that vision for each position is different. The vision for, you know, for what should happen to for a cashier in that interaction is different than someone who's working on, on a grill. So to me, number one is being really um, specific and intentional. What is the visit? What is the vision for that position? What is the purpose? What is the outcome that we want? When people understand that, okay, most people can succeed. So the the second piece is getting everyone aligned to that, right? So it's aligning all these roles in a restaurant, having clarity on what their purpose is in their position. And, and, And I'm not talking about for the day. I'm talking about every interaction with a guest. What is the purpose with that interaction? you know, for the guest or delivering the food out accurately or on time or hot or cold, whatever those, you know, those, um, you know, those elements are. So really getting everyone aligned, moving in the right direction, have clarity on what it is, the outcome, what does success look like? You'll find that 90% of the people will succeed 
in that environment. What we call a lazy person, I had a manager come to me one day. It's like, Bob, you know, Joe over there, uh, I'm, I'm going to find him is really lazy. I said, he is. That's interesting because I find most people aren't lazy. Okay. Yeah. I said, have you shown him what success looks like? Have you shown him what the outcome looks like? Have you gone through all these things? And of course, his answer was, as I expected, no. I said, well, go work with him and show him what a successful outcome looks like and then encourage him and pat him on the back when he does it. And if there's tweaking, just tweak it. And so, um, you know, that person became one of our better employees and started training other people. So sometimes we're quick to judge and say someone's lazy. I look at someone who's really not participating in the job is that they don't have a clear vision or purpose of what their role is. And they're not aligned with the rest of the team. Now, when you deliver that, the flip side should happen. If yeah. you deliver that to someone and they can't deliver on that, they should feel so uncomfortable that they don't want to work there. That's how you know you got a strong, strong culture. I think that's awesome, Bob. I, I think about this a lot in terms of uh, I, I've been researching the difference of being nice and being kind. Right. When you're being nice, it's being polite. You don't want to be rude. You don't want to put someone out when you're being kind. You're really you have this motivation to help them grow. But I think in order to in order, it all starts with one, you caring about that person Two, you knowing what motivates them and what what they really want. And then three, to your point, it's like it's you got to set the clear expectations. And if you don't have those three things, then you're probably not in a good place to give great productive feedback. Right. And to help them improve. And, you know, Brene Brown in, in uh, Dare to Lead, she talks about making sure that they understand what does done look like, right? And to your point, the vision of the position, what does done look like in this position? What does success look like? How does that help the broader picture? Why are you important in this role? And I think all of these things um, come together to, at the end of the day, not just create a great experience for the employees, but that boils down to creating a great experience for the guest, right? And that's where that's where a lot of operators have the disconnect disconnection. They're so they're looking at the wrong thing, right? If you have an unhappy employee or whether it's because of something in that environment or something in their personal life, they're not going to deliver that kind of enthusiasm experience you want in most cases. So, you know, there's been times I've taken a aside, you know, a manager and say, Hey, you're having a bet, just go home, just, just yeah. go home, come back tomorrow and be ready to, ready to go to, you know, ready to go, ready to play, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes, um, you know, if we put more, more focus on, on that, I, I, I just told this story yesterday to someone who's looking at our brand and I'll try and be, be brief. When I first started operating my restaurants, I did it purely for selfish reasons. Okay. I just wanted to make a lot of money. I was the guy who said, Hey Zach, I made a lot of money for other people. Now I want to make a lot of money for myself. So I'm opening restaurants. That was me. So after I did it, I opened my restaurants. I did make a lot of money, but what I realized about a year into it is that as a leader, as an operator, as an employer, you can have a tremendous impact, okay, on people's lives. Um, mm -hmm. People in the restaurant industry have not always yeah. had the same opportunities that I might have had to go to college and play football and have great parents. And so you can really nurture and make a difference in people's life. When you take that interest and you do that, they will return it to you many times 
over. So I started measuring my success on how many employees said this was the, this is the best place I've ever worked. You're the best boss I ever had. Um, customers were saying, uh, you got the best people, you got the best staff, this is the best food, I love your restaurant the most. And what I found is the more I did that, okay, and focus on that, and the more I got that feedback, the higher our sales went, our profitability went, our, our performance went. Wow. So going back to the first question is you need to nurture that team, right? We watched the Super Bowl, Andy Reid, same thing, Bill Belichick, everyone knows you know, knows the story. And it's just, you You have to have a clear system and everyone aligned to win. And we play for a championship every day, right? We play for money every day. Yeah. Um, I, I I love that. I think that's so awesome. And, and you know, we, we'll get it. We got to have you back on here to talk more about this last piece uh, because we don't have time right now, but I feel like it's really, it's a really great concept, but Select great restaurant sites is your third principle. So it's engage great people, nurture great uh, a great experience, brand culture, and select great restaurant sites, which I think is really cool. Um, now, g- going into one click deeper into the guest experience, what what do you think is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Ooh, man, that's a you know that's a tough question today because I think the element that you don't have becomes the most important at that time, right? You know mm. the the Speed of service, accuracy of the check, those kind of things. Those were the staples, but they still are staples because you still you still need them. But that seems to be the cost of entry in today's world. You know, everything's moving off premise. And so as leaders and operators, we need to reinvent ourselves and that experience. So our experience starts from, you know, the awareness piece online. You know, what are people finding out about our um, about our brand is there positive reviews and feedback that's the first place they go you know I'm a, obviously a big um, proponent of that what's that ordering experience like online and then the last piece does come down the food still has to get executed they still need to get an accurate order that food still needs to be hot or cold how, yep. how it arrives and we're depending on a third party to do that too and in most cases so um, the main principles are still there because when they're void, it breaks everything down. But the additionals now. So if you're asking me, hey, what are the additional things that we now need to add to that repertoire? It's that customer journey online um, and then fighting for control of that customer, wrestling it away from, you know, our third party uh, disruptives. That's the big battle. That's the big battlefield today is, uh, you know, who's, who's, whose customer is that, that mine or yours? Yeah, right. Exactly. And I think it's so critical that, you know, I love how you explained it as a battlefield because it really is. And and in the restaurant industry, I'm sorry to say it, folks, but this is hand to hand combat. There's no giant bombs. There's no like, you know, there may be some little grenades, but at the end of the day, this is a hand to hand combat thing. You need to fight for those guests and you need to empower and encourage and inspire your people to fight for those guests. And I mean, with talking about the guest experience, the hand-to-hand combat, I'd love just to get your your opinion on um, how has Ovation been helpful for you? Yeah, so, you know, Ovations has been, uh, you know, part of our repertoire, repertoire now for, you know, almost a year. And so we track, we track all the reviews and feedback we get. So I'm going to bring that to a wider 
scope. So we've always been looking for a tool that we can get instant feedback that we can respond to as fast as we can to keep whatever that, uh, if there is an issue that we can solve it right away. So Ovations helps us get that feedback. But more importantly, in all the brands I've been at, and I've done the analytics in each brand, the more feedback you get, and our feedback's always been positive in nature, the more positive feedback you get, you can see a direct correlation with increases in sales and sales Uber. So it's the only, it's it is the one metric that I follow and push that will also run along, um, you know, driving sales, driving traffic is having now it's got to be good positive feedback. I think our average last week was. 4.6. So we track this every week. So in addition to ovations, you're helping us bring together um, your source and some other sources. You have some great insights that we can really see um, what's happening. The part B to that challenge and an opportunity for Zach Oates and ovations is figure out a way to break down some of these silos. We have 11 different silos that we get feedback from. And every Sunday I have someone on my team who puts puts it together and, and pulls it in into one place. So we really have our pulse on what's happening. The third parties have their their silos and, and you do allow us to consolidate about four or five different places with ovation, some great feedback, some great response stuff. Uh, so so for us, it's something, you know, I just reached out to one of your team members to to ask them, how do we do more with ovations? Because so far, what we've done um, has made a tremendous impact um, on our overall experience and our business, our sales continue to outpace, you know, the industry. And I think that's is because of that focus on the customer. So and then most important, what I'm most excited about, you know, ovations is this insight platform, that you have to me, that is that is a game changer at a glance to look um, because it does help you identify early. Hey, oh, we got something going on here. Let's find out what it is and let's correct it. There is nothing more valuable, Zach, in our repertoire than the information that we get um, from ovations. And I know our operators look at it every day, every shift, you know, every hour. You know, they're getting um, they're getting notice. Um, from the feedback, we as a team, we look at it weekly and it's powerful. And we sit there weekly and we go through, wow, we're we're doing really good in some areas. How do we do more of that? The customers really, everyone thinks the review is fo focused on the negative things. There is a problem. And that is a good thing to come out of it because you can really make those changes quickly and you can recover with the guests quickly. But the real value is how do you drive more positive results? That's where the win is, where I think a lot of operators miss. Yeah, absolutely. And and celebrating those those wins, celebrating bringing a guest back, celebrating, yeah, here, are the, here are the things that you did best last week. And I think that's also the, the powerful flip side of insights is we're able to show you, hey, your team did awesome at these things last week, like way to go. And I think, I think that's powerful uh, again, because you don't constantly want to beat people up. You want to celebrate them, right? Um, now, who's someone, Bob, who's someone that deserves a, a, an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who's uh, someone that we should be following? The Great Greek, of course. Yes. Who else would you not follow? <laughs> the, the, the Great Greek. I mean, you know, you hear about the legendary brands. I mean, you know, Chick-fil-A always comes up in the conversation. I think from the technology online, that journey, Chipotle's doing, Chipotle's really leading that 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 space for restaurant specific Some brands like starbucks do it 
really well. There's some other small regional brands who do it well. But, you know, if you're an operator and you're not watching, you're leading a brand, you're not watching what they're doing and you're not aware that there is a battle for this customer right now, um, then this should be this should be a wake up call because you really have to understand who's owning who's owning that transaction with the customer. Because at the end of the day, as a brand, that's what we're building on is adding customers uh, to our customer base, to our rewards programs, our loyalties to make our advertising much more efficient and really delivering better value to them. I deliver, I can deliver you a meal at much greater value, Zach, if you order directly on my site than if you go to a third, a third party. So we've learned to partner with them. Uh, you know, we're partners and competitors at the same time. Yeah, right. And that is very, very unique, but you know, uh, leaders of brands need to get their arms around that. Um, and you'll see, you know, Domino's is another one, right? I mean, yeah, they're getting, they're really aggressive um, on it too. So there, there's some brands out there who are really doing it really well. Um, but for us as, as a small brand, we're just, we're getting better at it. We're learning, we're watching, we're trying to build those atomic habits yeah. to, to really drive, uh, really drive the business. And we're having really good success thus far. How do yeah. people find and follow you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you know, uh, uh, I'm not as always active on there, but they can find me on LinkedIn. I post things like this, but I can be found on LinkedIn. And, and of course, the brand is www.greatgreekgrill.com. Zach, we're part of a much bigger organization. We're fortunate to have bigger resources in United Franchise Group who just introduced Starpoint Brands. So we're part of the Starpoint brand family. Uh, and it's pretty exciting what, what we do in, in an organization. And for a for a brand that's uh, with 32 locations, hopefully going to double that by the end of the year, we have some tremendous leadership and support through UFG and the Starpoint brands that we're able to also deliver to our operators. Phenomenal. Well, Bob, for bringing your great experience to help us create a great guest experience, today's ovation goes to you. Thank right. you so much for joining us on Giving Ovation. Zach, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to speaking with you again. Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.